to the Noble Faculty Podcast. And welcome to another edition of the Noble Faculty Podcast. Uh, this is a special about the NSARS uh, protests that have been going on in Nigeria and have now spread across the world. The reason why it's important for me to sort of, I'm not directly addressing the issue, but I just want to start a conversation. And uh, it's affected many people. People have lost lives. People have lost livelihoods. There's been a lot of destruction of property. And this is not a conversation about what was right and what was wrong. I would like us to focus on what can we do to move things forward. But before then, uh, I was at a march. And um, the march, the, the protest was on Wednesday, the uh, 23rd of October at Parliament. And um, I was given the grace to be able to attend this protest, which I'm quite happy about. And I was able to speak to some people. And for this episode, I just want us to hear what people were saying. And then obviously we can then move forward with what we want to achieve. So I met a young man called Tolu Thorpe and um, he was quite articulate. And I want to play some of what he said um, just to gauge a bit of how people are feeling. So good evening. What's good your evening. name, please? My name is Tolu Thorpe. Tolu. Tolu Thorpe. Thank you very much. Now, obviously, we're here in the Parliament Square. We're protesting not only SARS, but bad governance, and also, most especially, the events that happened yesterday on the uh, 20th of October. What can you say to that? After giving the last couple of days and weeks, I think it's now going on two in a bit, some thoughts. I, I made this poster. And this poster, the key words I could find in my heart to, to, to try and capture is where is the love and the brutality, Nigerian government, why? And let diplom diplomacy run. Now, this is a question. Do you really think the Nigerian government love the Nigerian people? I believe, and I look forward to. I look forward. I look forward to being corrected. That we're part of a mechanism that is far beyond even my interpretation and understanding. But the facts still remain that the action was taken to 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 give deniability and license to people to brutalize other people. Not just crippling them the financially, but crippling them physically, mentally, emotionally, 
it, it, it's really hard to take in though, isn't it? Because for a couple of days, for, not even a couple, for 12 days straight, in Nigeria, the protesters were protesting peacefully. And then all of a sudden, you're wondering why they now turn into destruction. And of course, some parts, some elements, there are elements of, uh, uh, should I say, subversive people who are hijacking the protest to do destruction randomly. But is it a surprise that some youth will go that far to, to destroy uh, government infrastructure? Are we surprised we're here, basically? My first concern was the fact that they destroyed the BRT system. Okay. I was very proud to have seen and even ridden on the BRT when I was in Nigeria in 2015-16. For them to have destroyed a state asset, not a federal asset, from my understanding of it, but a state asset was my concern. Them destro dest um, destroying properties of people that they thought they were culpable for these actions is one thing. But a state asset that is subject and is paid for by state funds and incurred by state debt gave me pause of concern. Then, your question once again is... Uh, are we surprised that we're here? Right now, I'll say those that stand to benefit from this have set the ground for the for the ignition and for its current or its current how can I put this? For the current state of affairs. But the question is how much do they actually benefit? Have they truly weighed the, the costs and the benefits? Or are they just looking at the short-term goals that they have in mind? Because the people that destroyed property, are they, are, were they looking at their short-term benefits? Or did they have a long-term goal in mind? Seriously. Because my long-term goal is to, be, to contribute to Nigeria. By their actions, are they? Do they think that they're contributing to Nigeria? Thank you. And lastly, last question is that: What would be a good? The loss of life is just one too many, right? What would be the end solution? What would be a good result out of all of this? A good results, okay. Let me be frank, as I have been so far, and I'll continue to be God willing. I, for the last couple of days, chose not to even speculate as to direction of these of the states of agitation. I chose to, to, to cover my eyes and not think of where it can go and how far it can go but now i'm thinking to myself that
initially I was thinking I was thinking that the National Electoral Service, I believe that's what it's called, they should have been involved in Lekki on ground. When I when, when I consulted other people, they were like, oh, that's a different topic. But at the end of the day, isn't that all that we have? All we have is one vote. The question is, who are we going to vote for? And how can we know if they have our interests in our, at heart? And is it that we're going to see them being a protester from youth to determine whether or not they have our best interests at heart? Or if they're going to be like the people from diaspora that bring, come and bring their investment to try and co convince us that yes, we, are, we were in diaspora only to show you that we have brought the funds and we have brought the knowledge to supplement and augment the existing practices. So from people on ground and people in diaspora, I would say that diplomacy has got to run its course. And what can be documented during the course of the diplomacy is what we have to work with. Hopefully will, something tangible come out of it that will generate something that is amicable and beneficial to all parties. Thank you so much, Tolu. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. And that was Tolu Lockwell Thorpe, who was given a an elder statesman approach, actually. More telling us to believe more in diplomacy. Um, and, and I think that is the right way to go. We can't expect violence to bring peace. It just doesn't work. So uh, that was to lock with Thorpe. So I also spoke to um, some young ladies that I met at the protest. Uh, Bookie and Betty. Very lovely young girls, articulate. They actually are studying, or one, stu yeah, they're both studying. And they don't live here, they live in Dubai, but obviously they're indigenous of Nigeria. And they had something to say as well. And I think it was quite courageous to see um, young people who are under at the age of 21 actually standing up and making this, you know, trying to get their voices heard. And showing that what is happening does concern and affect them too. So good evening. Um, I just want you to state your names, please. Um, so my name is uh, Bukola Betty Fawale. My name is Banker Fawale. Take that off. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'll take mine off. Too. All right. So I wanted to know why you chose to come out today. Because it's a work, it's a work week or school night or whatever, and you're and you're supporting. Why? Uh, so firstly, it only makes sense to be out here. Secondly, people are dying literally for no reason. So I'll be stupid if I don't because I'm here to represent my people. I'm here to support in any way I can. Do you have anything to say? Yeah, um, I came out today just to show support and this is a movement and we have to keep showing and standing out and coming out. Rain or shine, we have to keep coming out and supporting our country. Now, I wanted to ask you, you're, you look very young. I don't know how old you are, but you look very young. Probably 
in your teens, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Right. So, have you lived in the UK all your life, or you came from Nigeria? Um, to be fair, I live in. She's my sister, so we both live in Dubai, but we came to the UK for uni, and um, so we're technically just doing uni here. But when we heard about everything happening, we just we had to just come out, literally. And how do you compare what how you live here? To back home in terms of never security. Uh, yeah, so what, to what you see? Oh, what we see. Do you want to say something? Um, there's just so much. Like, first of all, just the country, just the infrastructure, and like, there's light here 24/7. There, there's no light. So, just little things like that makes this, makes a huge difference. And the fact that there's no security, you can't even walk out in the streets at night, and like, you can't even be safe. Like, you need safety. People have been taking this for 60 years. Sometimes I ask myself, what's the point of the independence when people are still living like this? Like, honestly, what's the point? Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. And what are you two studying? Um, so I've, I've graduated studying architecture and now I'm doing my master's in project management. And I studied interior design. Yeah. I do wish you both the best. Thank and you thank so much. Thank you very much for your thank bravery. You. Thank you. Thank you, thank you so much. Bye. As I said, uh, those two young women were quite articulate. So um, thank you very much, uh, Bucky and Betty. So we're here with my very good friend, Joe Blaze. And we're supposed to be doing a production together at the moment, but we haven't started that. Um, but we're both at the parliament. Where do you see our democracy heading? Well, first and foremost, Nigeria has never had democracy. Thank you. That's, uh, that, that's, that's the first thing. And secondly, we lack humanity. Um, the saddest thing is, they, the youth has actually always been the people that were promoting Nigeria. Nigeria was meant to be giant of Africa, but get what? We weren't actually giant of Africa. And then once again, the youth decided to fight with their own creativity and everything that they possibly can to make Nigeria great again. And now Nigeria is great. We don't care about the government we've never done. But this is the thing, right? Everyone is trying to do what they have to do to get by. But then we have the people that are meant to be serving us, the meant to be protecting us, actually killing people and robbing people broad daylight. That's literally the worst thing that could ever happen. And if you don't actually care about the government and the government is then killing you for you just trying to leave, then that's the worst thing that could ever happen. Which means we never had democracy. At the same time, we've lost humanity. And just as what we've seen yesterday, last night, right, is the worst thing that could ever happen. I mean, look at us out here. These are police around us. Right? They don't even have a gun, but everyone still respects them. And that's. Now, I directly asked um, Joe Blaze, I, I asked him, I said, do you think there is a respect for human life? And listen to what he had to say. Absolutely not. If there was, then what happened last Well, this is the thing, right? What happened last night? was literally like strategizing war. And the saddest thing is, is, is a war against unharmed innocent people. 
citizens that were actually fighting for what the dumbass that are killing them, they're also fighting for them as well. It's, it's, it, you can't understand it. It's crazy. You know. So, my last question to you now is, there needs to be a sort of reconciliation of some sort between the citizens mm. and the government. Or I'll say the powers that be. Yeah. How do we get that reconciliation? Well, the only way that could happen, to be honest, is for the so-called government to actually listen to the voice of the people. Right? Because this is the thing. The people are the government. Yes. Without people, there's no government. Literally. So let's take, for example, right? They're about to vote, right? And everyone decides not to vote. Who's going to elect the government? And that's what they're missing. Without people, there's no government. So the people, the government has to actually for once listen to the voice of the people. I mean, think about this, right? What we've been fighting for the government to do for so many years, the youth, whilst protesting, actually did that within a couple of days. Emergency numbers, feeding people, organizing ambulance and all this kind of stuff. Those things were done literally in a matter of days. So, yeah, all the government has to do is to just listen to the people. That's all. Jay Blaze, man, I really appreciate you. Thank hey, you so much. Thank you, Marvel And that was Joe Blaze. Um, hopefully we will bring that production to you soon. But for now, this is a priority. And you can hear how, um, how articulate and passionate Joe Blaze is about that, uh, about this issue. And whilst I was at the uh, protest at Parliament Square, I met, obviously I met a lot of different people. And I happened to notice my son and I, because my son also went to the protest uh, with me. And we noticed these two women who were very vocal, very, very vocal. And I took an interest in them. And I'm glad they granted me an audience. And I would like you to listen to uh, what one of them had to say. Okay, my name is Oluwatobi Babalola. People know me as Shade Gele in London. Okay. Yes, I'm a makeup artist in London. I've heard your name before. Oh, okay. thank you. That's only thank name. You. My name is thank Basirat Biobaku. Thank you so much. Now, why have you, I mean, obviously we're based in London. Yeah. Why do you why do you think it's so important for us to come out and, and to show support for what's happening in Nigeria? Okay, number one, I'm a Nigerian. I'm a hundred percent Nigerian and I pray when I come back to this world I pray to be a Nigerian. And uh, I'm a mother. And again the suffering in Nigeria is too much. The last time I traveled to Nigeria when I have been here for the past 16 years and when I got my papers, I traveled to Nigeria like four, five, six, ten times now. I cannot even stay in Nigeria for one week because the suffering is too much in Nigeria. See the way we are living here. There is security here. There is light 24-7 here. There is good life here. We have hope here and we have future here. But back home, our children, the youths and the adults in Nigeria, there is no hope for them. There is no future for them. 
Most of them are graduate. They are well learned in Nigeria. Their parents struggled to send them to school. You know, they went to school. They learned hard in a very hard way. And the time for them to enjoy, there is no job. Nothing. Most of them cannot even proud of common 10 pounds, which is about three or four or five thousand era in their pockets. There is no good environment, nothing, nothing, bad roads, bad living. The poverty too much is too much. Even our children, now our children here, they are afraid to go back home. They are afraid to go home. Oh, since they were little, they've been asking us, we want to pay, we want to go, we want to know where our route is. We want to know Nigeria. But immediately they watch film, immediately they read all this, you know, they see them at school and they use their eyes. They don't even believe what they see them at school about Nigeria. But they use their eyes to see it, you understand? And they refuse to go home again. But that is our home. I myself, I cannot turn London. You know, what I'm praying is that by the time I'm 60, 65, I want to go back home and I want to be paying my children, grandchildren visits here. But now, I cancelled that since two years ago. Because where is the home to rest? Where is the home? You know, they have turned Nigeria to rubbish, to hell fire for us. All we want in Nigeria is good governance, you know. We want good governance, we want peace in Nigeria. We want peace for our children. We want hope for our children. We want good future for our children. Most of them are well learned. Some of them did not even have money to eat, talk less of going to school. Mothers are suffering. They are really suffering in Nigeria. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Shall they there? Enough is enough. Enough corruption, enough of the bad governance, enough of the lack of transparency, enough of the lack of opportunity. As you can hear, being a mother, Shadi was um, very passionate and she wants a better future for her children. And I have to say, um, the conversation was longer than that. I think it would be inappropriate for me to publish the other part, uh, which included um, some negative comments and curses <laughs> um, aimed at certain individuals, but that doesn't matter. Uh, but we are here now, and we're trying to be productive. I also met, um, I also met some guys. I mean, generally speaking, when when you have Nigerians around. Uh, you know, we mix, right? And I overheard some group of guys. I, I reckon that they're definitely in their 20s, uh, mid to late 20s, if not in the th early 30s. But they seemed like young guys. And they were talking. And I interrupted their conversation. I wanted them, I wanted to have their opinion on this. And it was an interesting one. Now, I didn't get their names, but they, they, they were really reluctant to speak. But they did say something. Now, um, part of this is in Yoruba, in which I will translate that afterwards. Have a listen. Like a citizen, like a Nigerian. We don't want to be scared to We don't have to come to any other country before we leave. Yeah, we don't want to. We are tired of coming to other people's country. There's fair people spending money outside the country, but we can't spread it in our country. Why? Because we are scared. So, and that's down to that whole police brutality. It's yeah. part of it. It's part of it. Right. It's part what of it. Banty, 
like a... Hey, look who said something! Please, look, of course. look, if they don't hear us... But if you say something, you are covering your face. Okay, because you can make it to move on the way. Yeah, I'm going to go over. You're going to go over. I'm 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 going to go over. Because I'm going to go over. 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 Kawani-di-kpo-kawani-di-kpo-kawani-di-kpo-kawani-di-kpo-kawani-di-kpo-kawani-di-kpo-kawani-di-kpo-kawani-di-kpo-kawani-di-kpo-kawani-di-kpo
don't look violent, no. Thank you. And this is all we're protesting for. The okay, right to be able to do something like this and to feel secure. I mean, you guys are here. I don't see you guys with guns. Have you got a gun on you? I'm sorry? I said, I don't see you guys with guns. I'm not far on trains, so I don't have a gun, no. Yeah, far from it. So thank you so much. Have thank a good you. Day, guys. As I said, that was a cheeky conversation. Um, but yeah, uh, as you can see there, um, it was a very good vibe. We were free to express ourselves verbally, musically, conversations happening everywhere. Um, so yeah, uh, that was uh, just, a, a, it's not humor, but you know, that's the openness in which we, in the Western Hemisphere, are privileged enough to live in. Please listen to this conversation. What's the connection between the diaspora? I mean, we're not the ones who are being shot at, or are we? So I just wanted to know, so why are you out here protesting today? Uh, first of all, uh, let me start from here. Yeah. First of all, Yoruba used to say something, they say, Ajo Davile. Mm. So every one of us, we are looking, for, we are very focused, we are looking forward. When it's time for us to go back home, we want to go back home and relax and rest our hair. We have our children over here. We are not expecting our children not to go back home where their parents belong to. So what's the future for the children, upcoming children? What are we going to tell them when the system is, has not changed? You know, since I've, I've been in primary school, they have keep saying, table turn, table turn, your time is coming up to this moment, nothing. They are rotating the power within themselves and they believe we are full. That's the reason one of them can come out and call us lazy youths. That's what I was to say. Yeah, I think it is important for we that are in diaspora to show the support for our families at home. Either they were killed directly or not. Um, Nigerian government have bastardized the economy, which have forced most of us to come to diaspora. Because if Nigeria has been managed properly, I don't think we need to come to UK. Because Nigeria have that natural resources, even Lagos State alone have a natural resources that can take care of, that are better off than UK. You know, but they have forced us to come to everywhere to go to diaspora because the economy has been bastardized. And it is, in the hands of a few that are running the economy of Nigeria. And at, at the moment, what has happened with the, the police brutality, the bad governors, the protest is not on police brutality alone. It's also on bad governance, which we believe if Nigerian government has been managed properly, there would have been a better Nigeria. And that's what we are hoping for. And that is the new slogan that we need to sort us okay. We need to speak out now or we keep silent forever. Yeah, anyway, like well, my, the, the two gentlemen have said, you know, we are here in solidarity, in support of people back home. Um, because uh, even if I'm at home, if I'm not in London, if I'm in Nigeria, I will be on the street. 100% I will be on the street because we've been standing, waiting, patient, I'm a patient 
for a long time. And everything we've been asking for, we realize that it's, all about, it's about audio, audio promising. There is no change. And Nigerian people now decide that, okay, we need to take it on the street. Nigeria celebrated 60 years recently. And uh, if you look at it, that is retirement age. And uh, what, we, what can we show for? Nothing to show for. And uh, if I was say, okay, Nigeria retire 60, my young generation start, they will calculate another, uh, another 120 years of Nigeria. So is that how it's going? It's like a, and the, the Nigerian government now become a recycle that uh, from father to son, from wife to, so we need a change. And they promise to give us a change that this current government, when they're coming, they promise that they're going to change the whole thing. And Nigerian people now realize that, oh, I think it's the same whole story. So we need to change things by ourselves. And they don't, there is nothing violent. It's a peaceful riot. And uh, reason, uh, like yesterday, or is it not yesterday? And they started shooting and killing. And then that is why we are here in solidarity and in support of the killing and in support of the changes they are asking for. Uh, that's why I said to you, I repeat myself, if I'm, a, if I'm at home, I will be on the street. So God bless Nigeria. We hope for good, good Nigeria soon. Thank you so much. You're very Thank welcome. You. Yeah. No matter what you might think of Nigerians, you never hear Nigerians speaking so passionately until you hear them talk about Nigeria. And uh, that's what you just heard. Now, I didn't get their names, um, these guys. Um, I, didn't, I didn't get their names. But they were three guys standing around having a conversation again, as I said, right opposite Parliament Square. Yet, um, they expressed, again, they want security, they want, they want a better economy, believing that if the economy was better, we wouldn't need to be in the diaspora. I don't know how true that is, because people will wander, people will travel. But there is a point to it, that if people had better opportunities in Nigeria, we would not be losing as much talent to the diaspora. So that I just wanted to um, give a cross section of people, opinions of people who were at the protest. Um, and I think the next steps is about how we change things. How do we move forward? And I would like to bring some people uh, on to have that discussion. So stay tuned uh, whilst we bring you more. Uh, thank you very much. My name is Tobala Shajibwe. You've just listened to a special episode of the Noble Faculty podcast about ending SARS. Thank you. You have just listened to the Noble Faculty podcast.